Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee and a Conversation. This is um, kind of that bonus episode that I was talking about. Um, ooh, I just hit the microphone. I'm terrible. Uh, that bonus episode that I was talking about, which technically was supposed to be last week, and I'm recording this on Sunday night, and it will go up on Monday morning or day, whatever that may be. So technically, it's not last week. It's a second for this week, but I'm still making it up. Just give me some type of credit. Um, before I get into anything else, I just want to quickly say that um, I have expanded to more platforms. Anchor has distributed it to more. So officially, the one I'm most excited about was Apple Podcasts, and officially it is on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to me, you know, if you have an iPhone, just Apple Podcasts. If you look up coffee and a conversation, and is the and symbol. So if you just look up Coffee in a Conversation, Nicholas Alexander, just like I said with Spotify last episode, you'll be able to find my show. Uh, subscribe to it, follow it, you know, do the whole thing. Um, this, of course, is going to continue to be on SoundCloud, like I said. Only problem with SoundCloud is I can't get the Anchor advertisement on the SoundCloud video or uh, audio. So like last week um, when I talked about uh, uh, the advertisement and Anchor, it kind of came out of left field and nowhere. So just be wary of that. If you do listen on SoundCloud, if there are advertisements that aren't baked into the audio specifically, uh, the audio recording, but instead are made through Anchor, uh, they're not going to be played on SoundCloud because Anchor does not support SoundCloud or, or doesn't distribute to it. So just as a bit of a, a fair warning. So uh, officially, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher. That is every platform that my podcast is currently on. Very exciting. So, um, again, the reason that I'm so excited about Apple Podcasts in specific, that's how I listen to podcasts. So, to be able to see mine on there and know that the very simple way that I listen to podcasts, everyone can do, is exciting. It's something that I enjoy. And and again, I'm going to repeat what I said last uh, episode. I implore you to share and, and spread it to a friend or family members just because I'm really motivated and excited. And I don't want to retread the exact same steps as last week, but, but it's a feeling that I haven't had in a while. Uh, and it's a new feeling that how motivated I am on this and how much work I'm really putting in on trying to make it as good as possible. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's my goal. Continue to make this good and spreading to more podcasts and hopefully you sharing it is exactly uh, what I'm hoping for. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that was kind of the top of what I wanted to talk about Um this bonus episode is going to be a bit rambly. I have two topics I want to like briefly talk about. I don't have notes really. So, you know, um, just going to kind of go on a whim and enjoy this randomly recorded episode. Um, I, what I will say is I've taken a break from writing my script for that video uh, only because I've been dealing with the podcast currently. A video for January... I'm going to hope that it happens. Um, I might have a time frame where I can record what I want to record, but it might not come out in January. I might make two in February. 
we'll see what happens. I'm not really going to be mad at myself if I don't make one. Only, and yeah, the first month I break my resolution, but only because I'm so ecstatic about what I'm working on, the podcast-wise, and this script that will hopefully eventually uh, manifest itself as a video in itself. So that's kind of an update on that. So uh, update on where the podcast is available and update on the video. Cool. Did that. Uh, so the two things that I wanted to talk about were Oscar nominations and um, what else? Oh, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. I started watching it again. Um, so I want to get into that in a couple minutes. Um, but to quickly talk about um, the Oscars, uh, I usually, I'm a very big fan of the Oscars. I, I have been for the past couple of years. And I usually stay on top of things. Uh, you know, I'm usually either watching a decent amount of nominations beforehand or I know who's going to be nominated and I, I attack those movies as soon as they're available, which is kind of similar to what I'm doing this year, but I was very far behind uh, and, and really was not prepared. Um, so, uh, you know, this year uh, there were, uh, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight nominations. Uh, I'll read them off to you. Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Out of those eight, I've seen three. Uh, and if I'm going to be brutally honest, I'm probably only going to see maybe maybe two to three more. The reason why is just availability of, of streaming. Uh, you know, I I would watch them all if they were available, but I just can't get to the theater to see all of them. Even there aren't, there aren't theaters around me that are showing all of them, so that's a frustrating thing. But but again, I've seen three of the eight, which is better than I thought I would do. Um, so uh, I'll quickly go over the three that I have seen. Uh, I've seen Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Roma. I'll go over Bohemian Rhapsody first. Um, one, fuck Brian Singer. <laughs> um, uh, uh, two, um, fuck Brian Singer. Uh, uh, no, uh, two, I think the movie is very mediocre. Um, in retro, it, when I watched it, I kind of enjoyed it, which I think is kind of the hypnotic spell that it puts you in where it's like, hey, enjoy some Queen music and, and you know, Haha, <laughs> bounce around in your seat to, to, to Bohemian Rhapsody and the Live Aid performance, which is, is, uh, a, a true thing that I did, including my, you know, but, but really the, the movie's structure is a problem. And I noticed it while watching it. It's, it's very, uh, uh, bad. Um, all of these movies I, I review and, and I guess review. Um, I use Letterboxd. Thank you, Sean, for pointing that app out to me. Um, it's a really good app to kind of catalog, review, diary, whatever you may want to say. Um, movies that you've seen and, and want to talk about. It's, just, it's a free social media app. You can follow friends or, or popular movie reviewers, whatever, the, whatever it may be. It's a lot of fun, and and 
I enjoy it. And every movie that I've seen recently or in the past, not every movie I've seen, but uh, I've tried and catalog, I, I try to catalog and write a review about or at least just rate it. So uh, all of these at least have ratings. So uh, what I said in my Bohemian Rhapsody like review was it's fun to bounce around to it and I liked Remy Malik, but uh, the the structure of the movie, the pacing is really bad. They do the same thing like four times, which is just this is how they wrote this song, I guess. And then then there's a confrontation in the band. And then this is how we wrote this song, I guess. Like, that happens a couple times, and, and, and it's not a sound structure, pun intended. Not intended, but now it's intended. Um, and, and I wasn't a fan of that. Um, overall, I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, uh, but I don't... I don't know. I, I wasn't enough of a fan of it to be like, wow, that's an Oscar-nominated nom- movie. I just was okay about it. Um, again... It has that hypnotic feel where where when when Bohemian Rhapsody's playing in the theater, you're kind of like, wow, I, I get excited because this is a song that I know and enjoy and have heard and sang forever. So, you know, I, I, I get why people, I, I really get why people like it. Queen is very mainstream and a lot of people, of course, love and, and adore Queen and, and, this is a easy movie, and I don't mean to sound like a a uh, uh, uppity like film person because I, I I'm not. Um, one of you know my, some of my favorite movies of the year were some of the worst movies. Uh, uh, Tommy Wiseau's uh, and Greg Sestero's uh, uh, um, uh, Best Friends Volume One and Two. I've I had so much fun watching those movies, but they're 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 dog shit, and they're purposefully I, I guess purposefully bad. Uh, they're so bad they're good. But um, I'm not an uppity film person. Uh, but this is just like an easy film to be like, hey, that's a well produced film, and I can get into it because it's not too you know, it's not hereditary. It's not. Uh, ex machina it's not um uh these these it's not a rival these very um thought provoking movies it's kind of like uh uh, say a popcorn movie but for you know a, a wider audience than just like fans of comic book movies i don't know so uh and that's Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't think it really should win anything, in my opinion, but hey, what do I know? The Oscars do a lot of shit. I, I really hope they don't, it doesn't win, because, you know, I, I, I as shown in last episode, I will not shy away from politics, but um, I really hope it, it, they, it doesn't win anything, uh, because I don't want it to embolden Brian Singer and, and for the industry to keep allowing him to do what he does. While constantly uh, pushing for, uh, uh, you know, Time's Up and, and Me Too and, and things that I wholeheartedly support and I think the industry should should support, but yet we're not like, hey, fuck Brian Singer, let's kick him the fuck out. Um, I think we all should, um, but hey, hey, what do we, what, what, you know, whatever. 
I, so I just I hope it doesn't win anything. Uh, I also saw Roma. Roma was uh, a Netflix exclusive. I also think it was playing some select theaters, but um, I know for sure, sh- you know, it was a Netflix exclusive, and I saw it. I watched it on Netflix. Um, that movie was incredible. It may be, like, one of the better pieces of art I've seen in a while. Uh, I get why people don't like it, uh, unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, where... I think Roma is that movie where it's not as approachable to a wide audience because it's a foreign film, you know, it's all it's in all Spanish m- mostly. So, you know, you're not um uh, a wide a wider audience is not going to immediately get into it from there and it's black and white. Like those are two things. People don't like seeing black and white movies and they don't like seeing movies with subtitles. They just don't get into it. Um and then the movie uh, doesn't – I hate to use this term, but I'm going to use it or this this example or not example, this uh, description because I don't agree with it. But uh, it's just the best thing I can come up with right now. It, it doesn't do a lot. And, and, and what I mean by that is it's not um, – it's not Avengers Infinity War. It's not, and I love that movie, but it's not jumping around to a, a dozen different stories and characters and, and, and taking a plot and consistently moving it along every step, you know, and, and taking the audience with this. It, it is more of a, a, a picture frame and capturing a time uh, 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 of, of someone's life and, and it's it's beautiful the 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 way it is photographed is incredible alfonso cuaron does things with the camera that i didn't think possible uh and and tells magnificent stories with just blocking and framing and it's beautiful it really is magnificent and 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 then to break it down even more like the performances are just beautiful i mean incredible and then the thing is is like the last i'd say 40 or so minutes are just heart-wrenching there are are, are moments where i i i was i was invested in the movie a thousand percent it it it, it is it's cinematography, it's, it's characters, and, and these characters don't feel like characters, they feel like real people, and things that, like, these are things that actually happened, but it's, it's a real, it feels real, but I was invested in these characters, and the quote-unquote world, uh, uh, and everything, and the last 40 minutes just is a punch in the gut, and, and I'm invested, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Holy shit! I I can't keep my eyes off the, the the screen. I can't I can't stop watching this. I'm 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 so involved in this movie that I can't get over it. And and Rome it just does that magnificently. Um, uh, I, I I was stunned at some of the things it does and and how much it affected me as a as a viewer, it, it does some just beautiful, beautiful things. And, you know, I, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed Roma. It might be, like, one of my more favorite, in my opinion right now, and again, I'll say at least out of the Best Picture nominations, it might be, like, one of the best movies I've seen this year. 
Um, I, I really, really enjoyed the movie. And it's on Netflix, so, like, you can't have an excuse for not watching it, but I get it if it's not your cup of tea. You know, it's a different style of movie than a, a regular audience would see. Uh, and then finally, Black Panther, of the three that I've seen, Black Panther, uh, I actually only saw once, which was in theaters. I haven't watched it since. I have it on Blu-ray, but I, I just haven't watched it. So, I I really liked Black Panther a lot. Um, I walked out of the theater thoroughly enjoying it, and and... You know, there was all those rave reviews beforehand, and you kind of get these expectations, and I, I, I just really loved the movie. Um, now, I, it is not without criticism. Um, I have a big criticism with it, which is kind of like a compliment specifically to Marvel movies. I think sometimes Marvel movies meander in the middle, and they, they kind of just don't do too much, and you kind of get lost. Um... This one does the opposite for me. It has its core battle, um, and I don't mean a physical battle because that's one of my complaints. It has its core ideological battle in the middle of the movie where it is basically kind of two, two different ways to solve a problem battling against each other for what our characters should do. And, and I loved that. I wish it dealt more with that, you know, it dealt more with, with, uh, uh, with, uh, you know, the ideological battle, and, and, and it's not to say there isn't payoff to any of this, you know, um, to me, it really is kind of two characters, uh, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, is, uh, uh, kind of dealing with, uh, uh, Wakanda doing outreach. He wants to be a great king and a great leader for his people, uh, but is conflicted on following the history and the the so-called right thing to do, which is what all the kings did and isolate themselves as a nation or go out and help people. And and there's two people. There's like an angel and a devil on his shoulder, which is uh, Michael B. Jordan, who thinks instead of outreach and helping people he thinks uh uh that we should are or or wakanda with all of their mighty technology should arm the the specifically black youth and black community and arm them and and rise against the people that have uh uh you know uh oppressed them for so long and and you know, should overthrow the current system with the power that is in Wakanda. Uh, instead, Lapita Nyong'o's character, who I can't recall the name of, um, she is kind of the angel on the shoulder. She she and Chadwick Boseman have a a uh, relationship and and a history. And her thought is is she wants to take Wakanda out to the world and stop isolating it, but instead do it in ways of outreach, in supporting the black community, in ways of not arming them to attack the current system, but supporting them and 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 lifting them up to where they can be on an even 
playing ground. And with the powers of Wakanda, they, they can do that. And that ideological battle is what I loved about the movie. Um, my, my problem is they end up just punching each other. And it's like, we have this great arc of, of Chadwick Boseman and, and, uh, uh, I, I, I'm invested in his character, I'm invested in the world, and, and this battle of ideas, and instead of hashing them out, obviously it's a comic book movie, I was expecting fighting, but we already had some really good fight scenes and, and scenes before that. Instead, it ends with like, uh, uh, um, uh, oh my god, now I can't remember her name, Michonne from The Walking Dead, I watched that show in ages, but Michonne's, I, I can't, I, I mean, I have a computer in front of me, Nicholas, why aren't you just looking this up, um, Michonne, actress, Denai Guerrera, there you go, Nicholas, there we go. She, she, um, she fights with rhinos and robotic rhinos and, 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 uh, uh, there's pretty much spaceships flying around and fighting each other and, and Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther is fighting Michael B. Jordan pretty much as Black Panther and we just have two Black Panthers fighting each other and I'm just like, wow, what happened to this really cool battle of ideas? Oh, we just had to punch each other. And the CGI in that last fight between Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan was pretty garbo. But, again, I think the movie was incredible. And I see a lot of uh, uh, complaints about it. You know, why is this being nominated over other superhero movies in the past that weren't nominated? I don't deny those allegations and those thoughts. You know, uh, The Dark Knight. Uh, be, not being nominated for Best Picture. I'll also say, I, I could be wrong, but here, you know what? I have a computer. The Dark Knight, the Dark, I think that was uh, 2009, right? Dark Knight. 2008, so, okay. 2009, uh, Oscar, Best Picture nominees. Right, right. Right, so so um, it was Frost Nixon, The Reader, Slumdog Millionaire, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Milk. Pretty sure Slumdog won it. Like almost positive, Slumdog won um, Best Picture. Could be, could, could be wrong. But I'm I'm on the um I'm on the 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 um the Oscars dot org. Why wouldn't they put it at the top? Like why they put actor in a leading role above whatever it doesn't matter. So the 2009 Oscars, which were for the 2008 movies, um, only had five nominees, and I'm pretty sure back then, they only had five nominees, there weren't in excess, now they can do, I believe, up to ten, so, you know, this year they had eight, the past year, I believe they had nine, so, it's a different time, uh, uh, so I get that, I don't deny the fact that, um, The Dark Knight should have been nominated, 
um, in regards to that battle. I think The Dark Knight is a better movie than uh, Black Panther, um, but I don't think that that should shit on Black Panther's the uh, uh, Black Panther. I think it was a good, really, really, really good movie, incredibly enjoyable. And and might I say, if Black Panther is the movie that opens the door for more. Uh, a wider array of audience movies to be nominated for Best Picture. Hey, I'm very welcome to it. You know, the movie that I saw this year, and I'm sure a lot of others did, Hereditary, which was uh, fucking incredible and terrifying and uh, just beautiful, wasn't nominated for anything, I don't believe. And um, that's gross and frustrating, so, so if Black Panther is that gateway so we can get more of these movies nominated, I'm game. And it's not, again, to shit on Black Panther because I think it, in my opinion, deserves to be there. And if we want to approach it in that kind of way, I'm very, I'm, I'm welcome to it. And I see a lot of arguments that people think Avengers Infinity War was a better movie. I think Black Panther is a better movie. But I personally think I enjoyed Avengers Infinity War more just because it was this bombastic comic book fun that didn't stop. And But that's just me. You know, I, I again, think Black Panther is a better movie. So that though that's my thoughts on Black Panther and overall on the three movies for, for Best Picture that I've seen. I will 100% see A Star is Born. I will 100% see Black Klansman. Uh, Vice, The Favorite, and Green Book are still up in the air. It depends if they come onto streaming services before the Oscars come out. Otherwise, uh, I might not be able to see it. Did Wait, did If Beale Street Could Talk get nominated? I could be wrong in like, just saying that there's eight and not nine. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've been... I, I've been known to, to nominate it for three Oscars. Best Achievement in Music and Score, Best Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Wow, okay, so if Beale Street Could Talk was not nominated for um, Best Picture, that's interesting. I thought it would be. Wow, okay, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty dumb. I thought, I thought, um, I thought it was. I'm on the Oscars website again, so let's see if I can make sure that I'm I have everything written down correctly. Yeah, Best Picture: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, Stars Born, and Vice. Yeah. Okay, so if Beale Street could talk, what isn't on there? I still want to see it. See it, but um, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice is wholeheartedly determined if it's available on a streaming service. Uh, if not, I might not be able to see it. Uh, which is frustrating, but, you know, that's how the world works. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the Oscars. Uh, uh, in years past, I've been more excited this year. I'd say I'm less excited, not because of any bullshit that's gone around with uh, the host or, or movies getting nominated and others not. I'm always upset about that. I, I end up being even more upset about movies that don't win that deserve to win. Like, so... I'm more disconnected this year for Oscars because I just didn't see as many of the movies and I wasn't invested in the movie industry as much as I have been in years past. So 
take that as what you may, but um, if this year I don't see all the Oscar nominations, I, I, I wouldn't be as upset as in years past. So, you know, like last year, I really tried to make a concerted effort to see every movie, and I believe I did, outside of maybe, um, uh, what was that movie, The Darkest Hour. I had, like, no interest in seeing that, so. Outside of Gary Oldman's performance, I just didn't have an interest, so I uh, I didn't. So, yeah, that's Oscars 2018 slash 2019. Very exciting things. Um, then we also, uh, we also have Avatar The Last Airbender, which is something that I've been watching recently. I thought I was going to spend a lot less time on the Oscars, but I didn't, so I'm going to spend a little less time on Avatar, and, and in retrospect, I, I don't have too much to talk about because I haven't finished it yet. I'm on season two, uh, and I'm, f- like, just utterly in love with the show. And that's not to say I wasn't in love with it before, because uh, I have loved this show many a times. And I think uh, the best testament to it is I loved this show as a kid when I didn't understand all the nuance and the character arcs and the character development. And and even, like, uh, uh, framing and cinematography in the show is incredible. Um, but... Now, I, I loved it as a kid because of, of the fun moments, the action. You know, I get the characters, of course, to a point, and I love them. But uh, now even more, I, you know, I love it even more as an adult. As an adult. I just call myself an adult. What kind of bullshit is that? I am I am a child that is not even in an adult body because, I mean, if you know me, you know how short I am. Um, but, uh... uh it's a testament to the show and how great it is because I loved it as a as a kid and I love it now just as much. I don't. It, it's not even you know if you look at shows and and when I like that I grew up on, I can still get their value and I can go oh I get why I like that. But a lot of times I'll like them even more because of nostalgia glasses. That's not the case with Avatar. I love Avatar: The Last Airbender because it is just an incredible show. So uh, I, I started rewatching it because I wanted a show to watch, and that it came out on Blu-ray a couple months ago. The whole the whole series came out on Blu-ray, and it used to actually be on Amazon Prime Video. But it, I mean, you can rent it still. But it used to be free on Amazon Prime Video, and it is no longer free, which is a damn shame. Um, but regardless, it's on Blu-ray now, so you can buy it. I'm pretty sure the whole series is like thirty bucks on Blu-ray, so you can't beat it. Um, it's worth way more than that. So I'm on season two. The first season, I'd say if I have a critique, it's a little slow to get into it. But but really, once you get past the first two opening episodes, uh, uh, you really get invested. And, and the first season has a bit of filler. Um, not not like it's a, a, an anime or whatever that's like based off a of manga and the manga hasn't been completed yet so they have filler like that's not it but just has a little bit of filler episodes that I'm not a fan of like the great divide and things like that um right the great divide I'm pretty sure was season one if it's season two then I'm just I'm just a bullshit uh, artist the great divide avatar. No, season one. Yeah, season one, episode 11, was The Great Divide. And um, 
you know, like that's commonly known as like one of the worst episodes. I, I, I even the worst episodes are still really good, but um, you know, uh, there's a couple of those type of episodes where they just feel like filler and whatever. But outside of that, I think season one is incredible, and I'm a couple episodes into season two, and it's obviously even better because Azula has been introduced, and she, you know, uh, once Zuko kind of goes through that that arc of like, oh, he's not. He's a bad guy, but at least in the early steps of season two, and I've obviously seen the show like a thousand times, so I know everything, but he's not a bad guy, but he's still not a good guy, and he's he's kind of transforming, but not really yet. We're getting there. So you really needed a real antagonist, and, and Azula is an incredible antagonist, and, and I, I, I hate her, but I love her. So yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the show, and and I haven't actually sat down to watch it in in a little bit. Um, I'm hopefully gonna do that this week, so I can watch a little bit more and give you an update on it. Um, but I think I'm just gonna kind of leave that there with Avatar. I think when I finish it, I want to really talk about it, um, and I'll get there. But when I get there, I'll talk about it. Um, what else to talk about? Oh quick political update i'll give the same warning but you know whatever uh government shutdown is over um or well it, you know pending the deal I, I, whatever um but but for all intents and purposes the the shutdown is over um thank you like to a uh, uh, thanks to a deal that's been struck that basically opens it up to i believe february 15th um, and refunds uh, the agencies and puts the people back to work and and uh, will pay the workers, which is important. Um, so uh, good, and there was no wall, even better. So you know, uh, uh, hey, I'm happy with this, and and most of the Americans are happy that of course the government is back up after the longest shutdown, but. Um, most of, of America is happy that it is, um, you know, ended with no wall, I'd say. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we, we, there, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of news politically wise, you know, Roger Stone was, was indicted and there's a lot, there's a lot, I could spend a whole episode on, on just everything going on right now, but we're, we're at like 35 minutes and, uh, this is a bonus episode, so. Uh, but yeah, um, politics, woo, um, I also spend most of my weekend in a gymnasium, uh, watching high school wrestling, something I love to do, that was a lot of fun, um, you know, I, 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 it's kind of me and my element, I, I really enjoy high school wrestling a lot, and, and this year, last year and this year, this year, I think more than last year, I've been really following uh, college wrestling a lot more, something that I never did in the past, and this year I'm doing a lot more and, and really getting invested in it. Um, and, and that's thanks to Flow Wrestling. You know, following them on social media, um, I think, is something that's important for me to be able to follow uh, a lot of this. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. Um, I, I'm honestly just very, very um, positive about uh, 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 
this podcast. Um, you know, I, I, I'm very excited about where it's going. And, and like I said, it's going to take a while for me to even see like a dollar or a penny, uh, from the monetization process. But I think regardless, the steps forward are important. And when I get there, I will get there. And, and I have this weird feeling that like, Things might work out this time. I'm more motivated and interested in what I'm doing, and I want to keep evolving and and getting better at this this show and and just just keep doing it and growing. So um, yeah, if 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 you're listening to me through whatever platform, make sure to follow it and subscribe to it. Um, I'd really appreciate it, and, 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 and I believe on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, you can rate a, um, a, a podcast. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I could be wrong here. I'll look just to make sure. I'll go to Apple Podcasts. Okay, I think I might have lied. Okay, I think I lied. You can't rate I really thought you could rate a podcast. Okay, I'm. I probably lied. Yeah, I lied. Um, regardless, whatever whatever process there is in in which to like follow or subscribe or make sure that you're like doing the thing, I'd appreciate it. And sharing it is always helpful. Uh, thank you guys for listening as always. And um, uh, I will see you or you. I I literally do this every fucking episode, which is I'll see you, but. I won't see you, maybe eventually, um, but I will, you will uh, hear from me soon enough, and um, yeah, I, uh, I'll be excited to, to, to make you listen to me again. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.